Good Tuesday morning, just past nine, and now updated with the news. Forecasts coming up. Hey, a pretty typical late December day, and it's time now for our community health update with the Milford COVID Volunteer Task Force. We're down half the task force this morning as Milford Mayor Sean Strube is not with us. He just did a little bit uh, too much present opening, I guess, uh, Dr. Doug on Christmas and still playing with his toys. Yeah, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go there, but it's my delight to be here. Happy holidays, everybody. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. We did. We had a fantastic Christmas. Uh, Sean, if uh, you're listening, we will uh, catch up with you next week. Next year, Sean, we'll talk to you. But uh, Dr. Doug, uh, here we are. It's our last report of the year. Uh, a year ago at this time, I had no idea I would ever know you or meet you. <laughs> <laughs> how how blissful was that time for you <laughs> <laughs> but no seriously it's just amazing how life goes down and here we are uh, hopefully with some uh, hope heading into 2021 yeah well a year ago you know this was like a this is a remote concern in some little town no one ever heard of in china and uh no one seemed to think that this was going to be a very big deal especially in the u.s uh, and what a difference a year makes. So yeah, and, and you know, lots of bad stuff, of course, but uh, incredible advances in terms of vaccines and therapies and, and and other things. So we we have come a long way in a year for sure. So uh, what are some of the topics uh, that we want to uh, actually go over uh, today? Uh, l- let's start with numbers. So the the numbers are continue to be very bad, but at least they have stopped getting worse. Uh, and it's clear in Pennsylvania in the Northeast, even across the country overall, that the new um, uh, measures that are being brought in to prevent spread are working. Uh, in some areas, it's really quite amazing, like in Iowa and in North Dakota, which were two of the worst states a month ago, they are now two of the best states in terms of, of low levels of viral spread. And it's just by doing wearing masks and washing hands and doing all the basic stuff. So if you go from doing nothing to doing what you should be doing, you can have a dramatic impact. Uh, again, across the state of Pennsylvania, the numbers are are getting better. The number of new cases are going down. The number of new deaths are going down. Sadly, that's not the case in the Poconos, where the numbers continue to rise. They're rising less steeply. steeply. But remember, we've talked about that number we want to be below of 50 new cases per 100,000 population over the last two weeks. Pike is currently the best of the four Pocono counties at 625. Oh my goodness! So where, where are the other three? 15 times higher. Carbon's at tw- uh, 1,212. Monroe is at 834, and Wayne is at almost 1,800. They've had a quadrupling of cases since uh, in a month, from wow. 400 to 1,700. Cases. Now, 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 I'm just going to ask this question. You mentioned the wearing of masks. One thing we never talk about is the quality of the mask. Do people need to wear a better quality mask? Because you see all different types of face coverings, but maybe uh, some really are not even doing anything. Is that a possibility too? Yeah. So the best masks are these N95 masks that are specifically designed to reduce aerosol transmission of of viruses and bacteria, uh, followed by actual professional surgical masks, followed by multiple ply cloth mask but what you really want to have is two or three layers and you want the thickness and the kind of the grain of the of the uh, materials to be at, at at angles with each other so it just basically creates like a sieve on a sieve on a sieve so the more layers the better uh, and the and it's best that you have multiple types of of tissue including some that are that are as tightly woven as possible 
but even you know, a simple bandana, like a simple cloth uh, bandana, single layer, is still better than nothing. Okay. And there continues to be an active debate about how much transmission is going through these super tiny aerosolized particles that almost no mask can capture all of them versus droplets. And it's still felt that droplets, which are way bigger than what you have in sneezes and coughs and, and spit, uh, those will be captured even by, you know, the most mundane, you know, single layer bandana, like uh, a mask. I asked a simple question. You gave an amazing answer there. Now, now, now we're totally, we're no doubt on where that stands. Okay. That one, that one has been answered. So uh, we talked numbers. Uh, the vaccine has been being uh, distributed over the last uh, couple weeks or so about so how's that going yeah so it's going good but not great so the goal was 20 million people vaccinated by the end of the year um i'm assuming they must have thought only the first dose given that the second dose is only given 21 to 28 days after the first dose uh but we'll be lucky if we get to half of that if we have 10 million people getting their first dose this year uh that would be good based on the current numbers I think as of Saturday, there was only about a million. Uh, that being said, you know, it's going to be like any other thing. It's going to ramp up. I'm not overly concerned that they didn't hit the $20 million first dose target yet. It, it, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. So as long as they are ramping things up and, you know, they, they, they've done a really, really good job in terms of distribution using FedEx and USPS and UPS and uh you know, the, the uh, Walgreens and CVS are kind of helping with the distribution to uh, long-term care facilities. I hear that's going pretty well. I know people are beginning to get vaccinated locally, which is really good. Uh, so, so you know, I'm bullish that they are going to be able to get to high enough levels of vaccination that they can meet their overall goals. But still, you know, for people who are at lowest risk, we're not anticipating them getting vaccinated until, you know, uh, late spring. Okay. So, you know, May, May, June. So, you know, this, the goal of having herd immunity, having 75 to 85% of the population immunized either because they were infected or because of the vaccine, it's not looking like we're going to be at that point until I'd say midsummer at the earliest. And part of that is of course, dependent on people's willingness to get vaccinated. Right. So everybody who can get vaccinated should get vaccinated. And you're lucky if you're in the early in the kind of earlier patient po or populations of people that can get access to the to the vaccine, so the elderly long term care facilities, um, first line healthcare workers, they all should all of them should be getting their vaccines right away. Okay, so uh, that's slowly but surely uh, happening. And then we heard uh, over the last uh, week, week and a half or so, uh, a new variant of COVID nineteen. Uh, I, I guess uh, I'm assuming this was around the, the United Kingdom over in England. Uh, that uh, mutation has uh, come out. Uh, where is that standing as of this moment? Yeah, and it has the sexy name of the B117 variant. So we virologists love to use these obscure names. Uh, they can't, we can't just call it Fred. Uh, but this is a, vi a, a mutant that has arisen. It has anywhere between 17 and 28 uh, uh, kind of genetic differences to the parent strain that began the epidemic a year ago. Um, it's not clear yet on what the meaning of it is, but it, it is an awful lot of mutations for it to be carrying, and it still works well. In fact, it looks like it spreads about 56% more efficiently than the current strain that, that predominates in the U.S. Uh, we already know it has gone from the U.K. to France, Spain, Japan, and Canada. Uh, no evidence it's come into the U.S. yet. 
um, but it, it almost invariably will. The good news is it, it very much does look like the existing vaccines and antibody-based therapies still work against it. So that's good. Uh, but we should also, you know, just be be ready for hearing that, in fact, maybe the next mutation won't be as susceptible to the to the vaccine. That's kind of the nature of this type of virus is that it 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 can um, change very very quickly. You've covered uh, most of the bases here. Some uh, the things that people are thinking about that are on topic right now. Uh, a listener question for you, uh, yes. folks, to get the COVID nineteen. Uh, mild symptoms, maybe a, a couple of days with a light fever, maybe a day or two with a sore throat, but really not that sick. Uh, are they still uh, susceptible to having some residual damage from the virus? Uh, well, we don't know. It's a really, really good question. Um, we're learning new things every day. So the people who have very mild initial symptoms are at very low likelihood of having serious downstream complications. But we do know that people who had more severe symptoms, like for instance, people who lose their sense of taste or smell, some of them, it, it, has, it has persisted to this day, like it's not reversing. Um, there's some recent reports of a very small number of people who have, be, who have developed psychotic symptoms that are very persistent. Uh, there's some instances where people ha have had long-lasting cardiac issues. So, so we're just in our infancy in terms of understanding what this virus can do and how long it's going to impact people. But the good news is people should not be terrified. The overwhelming majority, 80 plus percent of everybody, if they get it, they won't know it. Or if they know that if they get it, it's going to it's going to feel like a like a bad a bad cold and it, it's going to go away. But there's some people who are very unlucky and we don't know why and they have long lasting symptoms. And as you know, now uh, one in one thousand Americans have died from this. So we're up to three hundred thirty three thousand fatalities from COVID-19. So that's one in a thousand of our neighbors have passed away from this. Astounding numbers. Dr. Doug Mannion. We're going to have to pick up this conversation next year. <laughs> uh, just last point again, George. Thank you so much for the platform that you've given me and Sean this year to help uh, share some news. We hope that it's of help to some people. And we hope that everybody, despite this, is having a really, really happy holiday. And let's hope that 2021 is way better than 2020. Absolutely. And I can tell you, many, many, many folks uh, wait for uh, the reports here on Tuesday with our community health updates on Monday and Tuesday and wait for this information to be dispersed. So thank you for helping us out in that regard as well. All right. Cheers. All the best. All right. Happy New Year, Doug. Talk to you next Tuesday. Fantastic. You got it. You got it.